Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, we've heard a lot of things over the past year or so about tampering and involving the Raptors, but usually we're on the other side of the, the tampering happening. As all last season, we had the Lakers and the Clippers constantly being the name for our superstar player Kawhi Leonard and eventually the Clippers tampering worked and he ended up going down there even though it just wasn't just the tampering not only blaming on that but we're on the other side of it right now and Sports Illustrated posted an article that there's a lot of tampering expected in Orlando where Giannis and the Raptors will share a hotel that's I'll put the the graphic on the screen right there that's the title of the article Riker what are your thoughts on the Raptors potentially being linked to tampering with the honest are you happy about it are you excited what what are your sort of takeaways from this headline isn't it so beautiful Ben? isn't it so beautiful that the Raptors of all the teams of all the teams that are going to be in that hotel together all in contention for the big Giannis sweepstakes the Raptors were the team that were name dropped specifically in the American media which must mean that outside of our sphere, which we've been <laughs> vying for maybe two years now, that Yana, all of these little conspiracy theories and these these reasons that Giannis should come over to the Toronto Raptors, maybe there's some validity there now, Ben. And I and, and maybe because you made one of the most ingenious, it, it was supposed to be satire, but it made some good points. It was a, a recruitment video for LeBron back when he was a free agent. It didn't get the love it deserved. If you guys who are listening now, you want to go back and give it a It was comedic, but it, I, I mean, I didn't play any part in it. It was well edited. You did a great job. We might not even need to do one of those for for Giannis. They, they have their, you know, they have the, the runway rolled out for them at, at, at this Orlando place, Ben, but I think it's great news. I don't know about you. What What are your thoughts on it? I, I'm in complete agreement with you. The worst thing that can happen if the Raptors get charged with tampering or whatever, you know, the league doesn't break down. The Clippers were literally sending people to our games to watch and try and meet with Ka- Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have any repercussions, I think, except for uh, Doc Rivers saying his name on a TV show, which is which happens every day. So, you know, nothing bad is going to ha- come of this, of the Toronto Raptors <clears throat> do start talking to Giannis in this hotel. Uh, in the article, they say that an executive named this sort of hotel space as Tamperpalooza in Orlando. So it, people are going to be talking to other people. And we've we've been talking about Giannis coming to the Raptors for a long time. We'll get into some other players as well in this video that we could potentially, you know, sort of tamper recruit with. But in the specific hotel the Raptors are sharing with other teams, they're sharing it with the Bucks that obviously have Giannis, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat. So a lot of teams are in there. And the other the, the other team that sort of catches your eye when you see that list of names is the Heat. Because they're the other team that's sort of been linked to Giannis on They're clearing cap space. Yeah, they're clearing. They've been clearing cap space for him. They want Giannis on their team. They're, they've sort of been the other sort of roster that has been saying the 2021 season they're going to go for Giannis. But the fact that the Raptors were named ahead of the Heat in this sort of SI article is really interesting. It's really cool to see. It is interesting. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, he's got his own little YouTube gig going there now. He he probably thought, okay, it's a very player-driven league, though, isn't it? I mean, it's been that way since uh, probably forever. I mean, Mm -hmm. probably forever, Ben. But even back in the days when you have the old banana boat guys and they're all hanging out on the, you know, at somebody's cabin, LeBron and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and Melo, right? You know that these guys, they're talking all the time. And we saw it this most recent season where you have Kyrie and, and KD talking to each other. Was that the All-Star game? They're saying, how about how about New York, though? You know, it's a very player-driven league. 
Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, tampering to an extent, it's always existed. And the NBA officials, I mean, they know what's going to happen here now. I mean, they have this place set up with spas and everything, all the amenities for these guys here now when they're going to be in lockdown and playing at the same time. But as Jimmy Butler, he's also created a YouTube channel. He must have felt threatened. I mean, that must be a big pull for Giannis. He sees Surge. He's like, if I go to the Raptors, I could feature on, you know, how hungry are you? So... That's, you know, there is some competition on the YouTube space, but been on a more serious tone, I think it's, does this even play an advantage to the Raptors specifically? I would, I would argue no, you know, I would argue no, not specifically, because every team should have equal opportunity to talk to Giannis if that's what their intentions are, no? Yeah, I I agree. There is sort of a, every team will get their playing field, and obviously the Miami Heat are going to try to recruit as well as the Raptors and probably the Lakers too, that's the main reason they signed Kostas Antetokounmpo, but the Toronto Raptors will have Masai Ujiri there, Nick Nurse, the whole the whole sort of team, and we've been talking about how the Toronto Raptors sort of environment just suits Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I feel like the more the players are around him, the more he'll sort of see that, and obviously it's going to be a tough sell for him to leave the Bucks, and we've made video upon video about that, so definitely check that out if you want to go into the Giannis analysis in terms of why we are a perfect fit for him if he were to leave the Bucks, but... Masai Ujiri is going to be their Nick Nurse. The 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 whole team. I think the recruiting power suits the Toronto Raptors because the team that best fits, he'll sort of gravitate to, and the the Raptors are there. And Riker, the Raptors are sort of they their impression across the league. That's the word to put it has sort of escalated over the past while, and I feel like that will grow even more. We saw JJ Redick come out and say on the Bill Simmons pod, our video, the videos on the Instagram about how he loves the Toronto Raptors. It's his favorite team to watch and how well we've played this season. How we'd love to follow him. We could probably make a video about potentially bringing JJ Redick in 2022. I think he's a free agent, but the, the gravitation towards the Raptors is not necessarily the, the warm weather like Miami or something like that. It's the players, it's the culture, and that's the sort of thing that will rub off on a guy that's being surrounded by it day in, day out in the same hotel. Yeah, and, oh, definitely. And and we can iterate, too, on what those points were. I'm not sure how many people will be recurring that watch this video, also watched our past videos, but, the, I mean, there is a lot of points. The comeuppance of Giannis and the role that Masai Ujiri played there, you know, sort of shared heritage, the Greek population in Toronto, um, yeah, the coaching fit, playing for a contender. Um, I, I mean, there there are a significant amount of points. And then how many, I mean, but you bring up weather, Ben. You do bring up weather and say that, you know, we have all these other things, but at the end of the day, was weather a factor for Kawhi Leonard when he left? I, I don't know. Was it just that he wanted to go back and play for home? Was it wanted to be in a bigger market so he could have, you know, more sponsorship deals or he could get more money from his shoes? I, I, I'm not sure. And 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 that's the same questions you'd have to ask in this big sweepstake for Giannis is, you know, what are the things that he prioritizes, not just as a player, but for the rest of his career as you know, a business person, right? Or a person that is has a bunch of options to him that is going to be the the superstar on whatever team he decides to go to. And then even farther, even more immediate than that is, I think it depends a lot. And we've we've talked about this, and we've talked about it, we've talked about it. It depends on the success of the Bucks this postseason. Yep. And if they get knocked mm-hmm. out early, and hopefully they get knocked out by anyone other than the Toronto Raptors before yeah. the finals, right? Then, then there's then we can get into that conversation, right? 
Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. That's that's the biggest factor. Like, we can do all this ta- talk on tampering and all this sort of stuff. And the big factor is if the Bucks are going to win the cha- championship there this year, if they go to the finals, it's going to be tough for him not to sign that Supermax extension. Now, another factor that we didn't bring up in this video that could be brought up, I think we brought it up in our most recent Giannis video, is that the NBA cap, even with the NBA returning, and if it doesn't return, then this is... A even huger point because we we don't know what crazy circumstances co- could come up if about the NBA returning, but we're acting as if it's returning right now. But league revenue without fans is going to go down, so there's a chance that the the players, the CBA, will be renegotiated following this season, and the amount of money that these players can make in the immediate future might be a lot lower than we'd usually expect. So maybe Giannis only signs a one or two year deal and that gives us more of a window, maybe pushes it past 2021. Those are all sort of hypotheticals and that we can talk about forever. But I think getting in Giannis's air, starting to recruit him right now is a big thing for either bringing him in in 2021 or whatever circumstance, whatever may happen in the future. So I definitely think this is a positive thing. I'm happy we're put there above Miami, sort of in the SI article, even though we're there two teams that have been known put out there they're going to go after Giannis in this off that coming 2021 offseason. And even though there has been people talking about Miami, I think Chris Boussard did a take on ESPN or whatnot. But Riker, what are some other guys that you'd potentially like to see the Raptors recruit? During in this bubble, particularly through these hotel, these sort of seven teams that are staying in the hotel, a couple names I've sort of brought up is Jamal Murray and a guy that's been sort of disgruntled in his city is Donovan Mitchell. Do you see any of those guys you'd like to see the Raptors sort of recruit for the future or anyone else really in this sort of bubble? Hold up now. What's the story with Jamal Murray? Has he not been offered or has he not signed a Supermax yet? Oh, yeah, he, he's under contract for the next three or four seasons, but just talking, because the, the recruitments, you know, we saw the big three in Miami happen three years prior when they met up in the USA Olympic team back in, I don't know the specific year, I think they came together in 07 and the Olympics were in 2008, so we'd be recruiting sort of long-term for maybe one of those guys, or if Donovan Mitchell's disgruntled and maybe demands a trade, he could put us on the list. What are, what are some players you just like to see the Raptors get in the air of? Some sort of guys you could see the Raptors potentially, players you could see on the Raptors in the future, so to speak. Let me just drop my two cents here, and then I'll let you run with the players specifically, because this is the real challenge that the Raptors will have with any sort of recruitment, is that is that your, your recruiting is based on culture and not on a specific player, right? Before you could say, join with Kawhi, you, you have a pretty sure shot to win the championship. Now you can still say, you know, join, there's a really good culture here, there's a solid guys, we've been perennial contenders, and you could be the piece that brings the team over the edge, right? That I think that that would probably be the argument. But, you yeah. know, we have guys on expiring contracts and guys that are aging, and we're really putting all of our chips into Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. That's not really solid to bring in guys on the, you know, a tier above them for now, for now. And and Siakam, another season, he might be the guy that draws people in. But it's hard to say, you know, you can make any sort of pull for three years down the, the road when you, you, you know, you, you might not have Lowry, Ibaka, Gasol will be gone. You know, you don't know how Van Vliet and Siakam are going to turn out. Like, it's not the same where you have Miami where you know Dwayne Wade's going to be a fixture there. You know you're going to have the same coaching, whatever. You're going to have whatever, however many guys, cap space. It's South Beach, it's a great place. You know, come over, play with Dwayne Wade, blah, blah, blah. Well, Dwayne Wade's retired. 
No, no. Well, this is you. You were talking about before the 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 dream team or whatever. Oh, okay, LeBron. okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you meant right now. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying, but that's an easy recruitment because yeah, they're talking yeah. about at the Olympics. Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Wade's. I'm gonna be there my whole career. You guys come play with me. All this stuff is still in place. What are the the Raptors right now? They have a good, you know, they have a good package they can present. We have a great team. We're always in the playoffs. We're always in the top. You can be the person that brings us over the edge. Come and join, you know, Siakam and Van Vliet, who are willing to be the two and three rather than the one. If you want to be the one, that to me, that's the recruitment deal right there. Boom. Right. If you want to be that guy, come here, be the guy, win with us. Right. But, but can you make that same argument for three years down the road? Like, you don't know what the team is going to look like because they don't have that, you know, there's not that certainty yet because our future is on these young guys. But anyways, with that being said, Ben, yeah. I don't know. I, like, what's your take on it? What are there guys like, do you want to go for Jamal Murray? Who else is churning in your mind? Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell were the two guys that sort of came to mind when it was players that sort of fit the Raptors culture, have that sort of, you know, under the radar star players, but are productive and solid, play defense, knock down threes. Those are just two names that came to my mind. To address some of the points you brought up, I think Siakam is becoming a player that might get that draw. Obviously, we're going to see he's not at the level of Giannis, but I think he's May probably above, definitely in my opinion above guys like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. So when recruiting those sorts of players, you'd be saying, "Hey, you can pair along with this guy and the culture." Nick Nurse, Masai Ujiri, phenomenal track record and veterans. Because we, even if we don't see all of our veterans staying, a lot of them will stay. We have a lot of young guys that show a lot of potential, and just showing other players the culture of the Toronto Raptors, sort of getting in the, their airs about how things are done and all that sort of stuff, I think that's valuable in sort of a recruiting pitch, even if it's for three or four years down the road. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair. But I, I try to look at it in, impartially sometimes, you know, non-bias. And I'm looking at the Toronto Raptors because I go back to the, you know, your point that you made with J.J. Redick saying these guys are winning games that maybe they have no business winning in due to all their injuries. And we have this, we live in this amazing fantasy world or this utopia where we've followed the Raptors for so long. We know they have the ability to win. But if you take a step back and say, I mean, really, how are they winning? Like, where's the star power coming from? Like, it's it's not there. Like, there's no star power on the Toronto Raptors. Name when you power. have half Name your power. starting lineup, what? Name power. I think they're stars. Okay, name like power, the, the Nord- I yeah. will give you that. But when you have half your starting lineup gutted and you're winning good games against top Western Conference rivals, not the best, you know, not LeBron, but everyone else. Hey, right? yes, LeBron. We beat LeBron with Chris Boucher starting at center or something. Yeah, 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 we did. I know, I know. Okay, but you get my point. You get my point. We're winning games <laughs> yep. that if you take a step back, yep. you could say, I mean, really, how on earth are they winning these games? Right? How how are they doing that? And and I think in a year or two, when Lowry is not the anchor of the team and Ibaka is not productive, and you have all of your guys coming up, and we don't know who the heck is going to be signed from where. I mean, do they have the ability to continue to be that team, to be the team with no name power that just keeps just plowing through all the opponents? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. And can you recruit people on that? Like, hey. We have a great coach and GM. Like, come play for. Like, do people care? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not an NBA player, Ben. I mean, it sounds great, but like, are we naive to think that people want to just come because like the team is cool? I I see where you're coming from, and the Spurs have always been a team that sort of had that reputation, the same reputation the Raptors have been building over the past seven years. 
is the spur the reputation the Spurs have had sort of over the past two or three decades. No, but they and got drafted. They, they just put solid players around. Yep. You can't say that they've been a good team for recruiting. No, so so here's what I'm saying. They have had some players come in and say, "Hey, I want to be a part of the winning culture." They did always get interviews with the big names. They always had, you know, when KD was a free agent, apparently the Spurs were in his top three choices. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge was a guy that went there. The Spurs were always name dropped with the superstars, but they never really went there, and they were always good. They all and they always got some bubble free agent, like Stephen Jackson, I believe, went there uh, for, via free agency. They always got yeah. those sorts of level players. So I think they were a solid enough. They they did a solid enough recruiting pitch off of that development thing and all the stuff that you brought up. But the thing about Toronto, it's a bigger city. It's it's more it's more of a, an attractive city than the San Antonio Spurs, in my opinion. I don't think it is. I don't think it's bigger. US. I don't think it's bigger. It's definitely a bigger city. I don't think it is. Toronto's like the yeah. Toronto has what three or four million people. Area. I I mean, search it up. Do Houston or not Houston? Texas is massive. Texas probably has the population of Canada. Texas, the state. Yeah, and you're talking about the four or five biggest states: San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. Um, oh God, whatever. I mean, I'm not well versed in American geography here, but <laughs> I get your point. Toronto's I get your a, point. I get your yeah. point. It could be a more appealing market as well. Mm-hmm. It could be. And especially with what happened with Kawhi last year, how the country sort of centered around him and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah, you'd have to blast. Yeah, you'd have to blast the the parade at the beginning of and end of every recruitment <laughs> video. Like this could be you. Put your face here. Put your face here. Imagine this parade. <laughs> you will not get this flying. anywhere else. You know, so I I think there's a lot of like attractiveness. Like, the Spurs are an archetype that shows that style of organization can attract players. But that paired with a more attractive market and the debate between the U.S. and Canada can always be up there. But I think Toronto is a city people always talk about, especially over the past, since we've been good, people have been saying how Toronto is an amazing city. And Charles Barkley said it's his favorite. J.J. Reddick's come out and said he loves Toronto, all that sort of stuff. And I, I think that reputation is sort of much more, definitely more positive than San Antonio. So I think that could be more attractive for guys. But well, let me, hit you, with the final, let me hit you with the final question, then, mm-hmm. the final question of the podcast. So you're, you're likening us to San Antonio, who we know has built a reputation on solid coaching, mm-hmm. really deep draft picks that they've developed into Hall of Famers, right? And good sporting mm-hmm. roles and good system, just a, you know, a good playthrough system. That yep. I mean, there is a lot of parallels to what the Raptors have done, right? Their draft picks, deep draft picks, mm-hmm. their development staff. A coach that's innovative, plays a good system, good GM, right? There's a lot of likeness. I definitely agree. But now what we're saying is, is the future for the Toronto Raptors, they've done it. Now they're going to be a, 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 a franchise that brings in names that are already developed. Or, and I'm not going to say rebuild because, you know, there's still a couple of years, mm-hmm. I would I would hope, at least, you know, when I say a couple, at least two. Is, or, or is it on that path that they would just start again with draft picks and development? Like, are the Raptors, it, like, have I, they existed long enough to say that we can become a team now that can start bringing in guys? Or do we have to go back to step one? I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's both. And we saw that this year, right? We, we've, obviously, we didn't get any big names because we were waiting on Kawhi this season. But we got, we got players to come into the team, which are solid, Rondé, you know, these sort of guys, to pair along with our, our rotation pieces, 
uh, like Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Lowry, all these sorts of players that we develop, and then we can sort of piece everything together as as it comes. So I think it's going to be a mixture of both going forward and, you know, bringing in a guy that can really bring us over the top. The you know because I brought up the names of Murray and Donovan Mitchell, but it's tough to really throw out names of who to talk about, and I like sort of where this discussion went, you know, over the over this podcast. But I feel like bringing in a superstar is really the most positive thing for the Raptors because I think we can develop guys like Donovan Mitchell and and Jamal no, Murray I, from I agree. the draft. I agree. And, the issue yeah. is like that's right now is where the San Antonio argument stops. Like this exact season because they've never had to rebuild. Right, they for twenty yep. years they've had uh, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and then that whole saga. Like they they they've, ro- they've rode that to the horizon. Now they're on the way down. Right, so now now can they bring in guys or do they have to restart? And so right, mm-hmm. so they're out of the conversation now. So we're in our own sort of we're in new waters here. What you would like us to be, what you're describing, is the Boston Celtics. They bring in guys, they develop some, but they have that pull as a market that they can bring that's, in big free agents. Yeah. It's it's literally the Boston Celtics. And so I just wonder, do the Raptors have the ability? Like just, you know, do, do they have the ability to do that? And, and I think if they brought in one guy and showed him that they could, I agree with you 100%. They could, yep. you know, on, on a scale they can develop guys and have, but I don't know if we have the pull. I don't, I don't know. In like two years, I have no idea. It's a really fun argument though. I love this podcast. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's know what you guys think in the comment section below. Do you think, well, firstly, are the Raptors going to, does this benefit in the quest for Giannis? Is this going to help bring in free agents in the future? You know, how do we sort of want to build this franchise going forward? Or got into an in-depth discussion with this. So let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Check out the Twitter. The Instagram has been popping lately, so definitely check that out. Yeah, you're the best to make this far. Riker, any last words? Uh, <laughs> that's it, Ben. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>